In this Guided Talks, Robert talks to Angie Laparta about his new book, Connected Leadership, how professional relationships underpin executive success. In the book, Andy explores just how important strong relationships are and how to build a network of people who are in a position to support you, want to support you, and know exactly what support you need. Hello and uh, welcome to the Guider Talks. And today I'm absolutely delighted to have with me Andy Laparta. Now, Andy, I've known probably for five years, and Andy is much more. You go much more. But Andy is one of these people who is mentioned in the Financial Times, the Independent, Forbes, you know, as the person to talk to about networking. So, who better to talk to about that? So, hello, Andy. Hello, Robert. I think we go back 15, 20 years. Oh, no, I don't believe I it. Back to my BRE days. Oh, no. Well, I suppose, I mean, everything always seems to be much, much further yeah. back than, it, than, than you imagine it being. But if I actually think about it, it it's, it's, it's quite a while. So for our watchers and viewers, just give us a uh, you know, four-sentence introduction to how you've got to being here, being quoted in the FT and Forbes. Well, you know, you, I, I mentioned in passing my BRE days, I, I, I've been involved in networking and professional relationships for 21 years now. Uh, and that was originally as the managing director of one of the larger networking organisations in the UK at the time. Uh, sold out my share in that, along with my father who co-founded it, uh, about 13 years ago, 2007, and uh, since then been working predominantly with organisations on their networking and professional relationship strategies. But networking, I mean, networking is one of those phrases, I have to say, everyone goes, and especially the people watching and listening here, it's like, oh God, people handing over business cards, oh, people doing elevator pitches while eating you know, soggy bacon and naff sandwiches. And, and that, is, that, is that what networking's about? <laughs> well, two things on that. Number one, no, it's not. Um, but it is the, the perception. And I absolutely share the pain of anyone who perceives networking as that. I've always said that networking is about your network. It's about having strong relationships with people who help and support you networking events social networking sites are merely tools in the process um but but equally what i've i've found out is that i've spent years going blue in the face trying to get that message across and still the perception is networking as events um so very much my focus now is professional relationship strategy and i tend to steer away from from the word networking as much as i can so, so networking is just a, a lazy, a lazy shorthand in a way because it's because people kind of know, people know know what what the purpose is, and yet the the new the new book, you know, the you know brilliant title. So it's connected, connected leadership, and I I just love that because for me, the, which kind of brings the whole thing together, that it's about just about the whole things about engagement about how how can we connect how can we make that happen so is the book if people haven't seen it is the book about being a leader or is it about using leadership to connect what's that i mean what's the thrust of the book 
It's neither. It's about how professional relationships make leadership easier. So it's actually coming at it from the other angle. You know, there's a lot of, I'm not a leadership expert. And actually the title Connected Leadership, even though it's a new book, I've had it as a talk for a number of years because I guess about five or six years ago, I was invited to speak at a leadership conference in, in the west of Romania, in Timisoara. And I said to the guy that was running it, I said, I don't talk on leadership. And he said, I know, but I know what you do talk on and I know you and I know you can do this. So what I did is I went out and I interviewed leaders in my network and said, this is my approach to networking strategy. How does this fit into your world? Uh, and then I came up with the talk then, Connected Leadership. The book's very different to that. I mean, it's evolved over that time. Um, but it's much more about professional relationships as a resource for leaders. I, I, I think that would be a, a good way to, to summarize it. Can you repeat that? Professional... professional relationships as a resource for leaders. And that's the first time I've used that, and I quite like it. <laughs> okay, well, I'd copyright it as quick yeah, as, 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 as quick as you can. So you've got, uh, in the book, you've got you know, a great selection of chapter titles from why great leaders rely on strong professional leadership, building relationships, managing the profile, importance of influence, how to protect reputation. My, my question, which I always ask, ask people on just about anything, is, is you know, do, we, do, we need, do we need another one? Do we need another book on this subject? Or, or what's the difference between this book and all the other books on influence and reputation and personal branding? Uh, a couple of things. I would argue that um, there are a lot of books on leadership. There are a lot of books, as you say, on personal branding and on networking and referrals and so forth. But to my knowledge, there aren't many, if any, that take it, that approach it from this angle uh, of professional relationships specifically as a resource for, for leadership. So a lot of the ideas in, in the book will be reflected elsewhere, but I've brought them together with a particular focus. Uh, the second thing is I've brought in new concepts to the book that, that are new to me. Um, and, and, and I believe new to, to, to the world of business. And, and, you know, a lot of people say there is no such as a new thing. Um, but what's interesting is I sent a, a preview copy of the book to uh, the guy known as the father of modern networking, and uh, Ivan Meisner. Uh, and, I, know, I know Ivan. I mean, he is, I, he is, I have, I have him telling me, one of my books he, he wrote a review of, and he was an absolute gentleman. He's a great, you know, and Ivan and I have, have done a podcast together. We've worked together. But what was interesting, because Ivan's written and, and edited a number of books on mm. networking, he came and he said, I particularly like this, this and this. And, and, and it reflected that there were new ideas in there. And they were new to me. It's not stuff that I've been talking about for the last 10 years. Uh, and, and I think the third answer to the question is there are so many books out there, but you find the ones that, that resonate with you. Uh, and ones where you like the author's style, one where the author seems to understand the world you live in. Uh, and, and, and reflecting that, my book will be the perfect fit for some people and it will rub others up the wrong way. And I just, you know, you've just got to hope that you make the impact on enough of the former and you, you, you minimise the latter. So who do you think it's perfect for? I mean, it's, you've, you've, it's, a, it's a lovely thing to say, but who, who do you think, I mean, I mean, I guess you had a, an avatar in mind, someone in mind, who, who, who is the person who's going to go, I need to buy this book? 
the, the avatar I have in mind, and I always struggle with avatars. I'm working on them for my, my new podcast series at the moment and trying to drill down. Um, the avatar I have in mind is, uh, it is an either or, which I know you break, you're breaking the rules with avatars, but it's either uh, people who are well progressing well along that journey to a senior leadership position in a large organization, mm. or they are people who are at the top or very much very close to the top in smaller organizations. So uh, owners of um, reasonable sized businesses. So they have, uh, uh, although there's something in there for the solopreneur, that's not the avatar. That's not who it's targeted at. It's for people leading a business of people or for people leading a division or a department of people or people who are aspiring and on the journey to those levels. And, and just to be clear, um, we're talking about engagement outside the business, or are we also talking about engagement internally? Both. It, it, it's professional relationships in all their forms. One of the things I talk a lot about in the book is, is the impacts of silos on organisations and how um, a lack of thought about building professional relationships internally um, impacts the efficiency of things getting done you know how someone in one department needs another department's help and they just go over and says say i need your help they don't think why would they want to help me what else are their priorities and why would they bump me up that list and then they just complain when they don't get you know what they need on time so that's one of the things i talk about i also talk about building i think it's chapter um, 10 or 11 one of the last chapters is about building a relationship culture within an organization and delegating the responsibility for relationships. So it, it's, it's, a, it's about relationships internally, but it's also about professional relationship strategy internally as well. Okay, so you, you, you keep teasing us, Andy. You keep teasing us with, there are some new things, there's some different things. So I kind of want to drill down a little bit. So, so these two or three new things, because I think people would be really interested. I mean, you know, people are, listening and watching because I want to take something away from this that goes right I can I remember what Andy Laparta said I'm going to take that away and I'm going to going to try that so uh should we just discuss two or three two or three of those key takeaways what would you like to discuss yeah well let's pick let's pick three things um the book is split into three um sections mainly um and if I take I want to take um two from the first and one, and one from the second just to share some three new concepts sure. uh so the three areas are, are, are building professional relationships nurturing professional relationships and leveraging professional relationships from the building perspective the two things i want to to um, talk about is first of all what's the right mindset to take into building professional relationships i.e where do you need to grow your network um, and, and a lot of people will go too strongly one way or the other. One way is to have a very strategic mindset. In other words, who do I need to know in order to achieve my objectives and then blanking out everyone else? Uh, and that turns people away very quickly. Uh, and the other mindset is what I call a relational mindset. And the relational is, well, I just meet people I like and, you know, if things happen, that's great. Uh, and, and the argument is that you should have a blended mindset, that you need an element of the two. But you, you, whichever approach you, you favour, 
or whichever approach you meet someone through your inter interaction with someone in, as an individual should be relationship focused. So I might say I need to meet Robert Craven because he's going to help me uh, achieve my objectives, but I don't want you to feel that when I interact with you and engage with you, I want you just to feel it's natural and authentic, which is really key. Um, so that that's one idea, the idea of a blended mindset rather than purely strategic or purely uh, relational. The second one is, is focusing in on the strategic mindset and making that work for you. Uh, and it's in the book, I call it the relationship chart. Uh, I, I've been using the term three I pie um, uh, uh, for it as well. And the three I pie or the relationship chart says in any stakeholder group, there are three types of people you need strong relationships with in order to achieve your objectives. And they are influencers, intermediaries or introducers, and sources of information, ideas, and insight. So if I take work I do for, for in the pharmaceuticals industry as an example, if I look in within one of my major clients, GlaxoSmithKline, I have... Uh, influencers so I've, I've got if I want to introduce a new program or suggest a new idea I know key people who are going to be involved in those conversations and I know that if half a dozen people are sat around a table discussing Andy's proposal at least at least three of those have a good relationship with me because if I've only got a relationship with one person and this is a big mistake that many people make if I've only got a relationship with one key person and no one else around that table knows me or knows my reputation, then my chances of, of, of winning that project or getting it through have diminished severely. So you need people who are influential. I've got people who can open doors for me. So if we identify actually you need to meet so-and-so, I've got people who will make the introduction for me. And I have people who, who tell me what's going on within GSK, you know, what's happening in terms of their thinking at the moment. How's COVID-19 impacting them and their budget decisions? You know, all these types of things. So before I pitch something, I have a fairly good idea about how it's going to land. And that's one stakeholder group. That's within my client. I might also look at across the pharmaceutical industry. Who, who, do I have influencers, intermediaries and sources of information there? And how about our shared industry, Robert? You know, do I know other speakers who work with pharmaceutical companies? So I can take that three IPI, that relationship chart, and I can apply it to the different stakeholder groups. And then what I can say is I can fill in the blank. So here are the people who are influential. Here are the people who can open doors. Here are the people who have insight. And, and it will be a Venn diagram. There'll, there'll be overlap. And then I can say, who do I know, but the relationship isn't strong enough? Who do I know the relationship is strong enough, but I'm not asking for the right things? And who don't I know? So that's a very strategic approach to finding out, have you got the right relationships in the right places? So those are the two things from building. The, 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 the newer idea from, from nurturing is that, is, I call it the seven stages of professional relationship. And basically, people see networks as, as sort of a finite number. You get the question very often, uh, how many people do you have in your network? You know, and there's been various studies that I talk about in the book on this topic. And, and there's an assumption that there's a perfect size of network and that you have X number of people in your network. Networks don't work like that. They're fluid. They grow and they shrink daily. 
Uh, and the seven stages is basically saying that what most people do when they say, I want to build my network, they mean I want to meet more people. And when you take that approach, what you're doing is you're bringing in people at stages one and two at best. One and two is you recognize each other and stage two is you know each other. Uh, but if you don't build a relationship any deeper, they'll, they'll come in, they'll recognize you for a few weeks, you won't see each other again, and then they'll go out again. So they're in your network temporarily and then come out again. So instead of focusing on just bringing people in and out, in and out, in and out, without ever forging a relationship, focus on the people you already know and say, well, if the average depth of relationship is, say, level two or three, let's see if I can bring it to level five. Because if I have a much deeper network, and, and just to, to, to sort of tell you all the levels, so it's recognize, know, like, trust, support, yeah. advocate, friend. Now, if you can get people to those levels of trust, support, and advocate, then your network is working for you.